Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Men and brethren, wholeheartedly, I welcome you to this awesome program. Your regular program with Jesus, of course, with the Blessed Asheron Gospel Church. A very good morning to you, coming from me, Apostle Igiweze Felix Benoba. My wonderful listeners, I pray for you each day. I ask God that each time you tune to this program, Jehovah will meet you at the point of your need. I want to plead with you that today is the last day. Worship God alongside with God's people, and your life will never remain the same again. 230 Kenwa Road is a popular church, but our second service takes place there. Astro Hill bus stop, now called Jesus Hill. You heard me right. Jesus Hill bus stop. 9 a.m. Our second service have come in. Of course, our first service, 7.30 a.m. Oholo Community, kilometer 12, a community very close to Amebara. Worship with us in any of these two power pack services, and your life will never remain the same again. Make sure you are part of this program by sponsorship. It has a way of bringing God's blessings into your life. No matter how small, no matter how big, heaven can empower you to support a program like this. You will never regret you did. Rather, your life will be open for blessing from our God. Let us pray. Everlasting Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to hear your word. Thank you for your glorious grace that is making all things possible for us. That this voice is coming alive again today is by your doing. Once again, we say thank you, eternal Father. Through Christ, what your abundant grace is working in our life. I pray that by your grace today, your word will penetrate the heart of all men. Holy Spirit, assist me to do the work the Father has sent me to do. By preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And empower hearts of men. Anoint the ears and the heart of men to hear you clearly and be saved today. Strengthen your work on earth. Strengthen the body of Christ on earth. Blessed be your holy name, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray to you. Please give me a resounding amen out there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brethren, gloriously, the Lord wants to bless us with a great revelation. As we consider the believer's call, a challenge to grow in grace. Indeed, we are talking on growing in grace. What is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. Many has tried to introduce or define grace. But grace is everything good God can accomplish in the life of a man without the effort of that man. Grace, everything good you can see in the life of a man without the effort of that man is because of the grace of God, the help of God. The first thing grace will begin to do in the life of a man is to deliver salvation to you. It's grace that will enable you to hear the word of God and believe that the word of God is the word of God. You respond to the word of God and you become saved. Look at the way Apostle Paul put it. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 8, For by grace are you saved, through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, this Bible definition of the word grace. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, For by grace are you saved, through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Grace is God's gift to mankind. That will beautify your life and make your life a wonder before the world. Everything good in my life came as a result of the grace of God. And the first thing I told you the grace of God would do in the life of any man is to give you salvation. We are saved by grace. Indeed, if you read your Bible very well, you will see Apostle Paul testifying. Apostle Paul testified in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9 and 10. What did he say? He said, For I am the least of the apostles. That I'm not worthy or meet to be called an apostle because I did a lot of evil. I persecuted the church of God. 
First Corinthians 15, beautiful. Look at verse 10 now. But by the grace of God, Apostle Paul testified, I am what I am. I am what I am. So grace is that strength of God, that miracle working power of God that brings good things into your life. And you know that this one is not by your own power. It begins with salvation. I never knew how I became born again. But I knew that 1983, why I entered an open crusade in my town, after the word of God was preached in John 3.16, something happened to me I couldn't explain. I knelt down, I began to weep. Nobody even taught me to confess my sin. But I began to confess my sin. And I told God, help me out of this stupid life I was living. Grace came upon my life. I became saved. I could sleep. All my nightmares and oppression came to an end. Urinating on the bed came to an end. Failure in school came to an end. Every evil going on in my life. I couldn't explain, but I discovered that everything came to an end. No wonder. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Only by the grace of God. So it was grace that brought you and I to the kingdom of God if you are born again. And if you have not received the grace of Christ unto salvation, please I beg you, open your heart like Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3 from verse 3 to 8. You must be born again. All you need to do is to accept the word of God. All you need to do is to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. All you need to do is to knock your hand and your heart off religion. Traditional thing people are doing. Oh, this is my father's religion. This is what I was born to, and I came into the world to meet my parents doing. Leave all those ones. Respond to the gospel of Jesus with simple faith, a childlike kind of faith. Believe the word of God, and grace of God will come your direction. And you see how beautiful your life will look like. We are talking on the challenge to grow in grace. But I need to tell you that grace begins by giving you salvation, drawing you to God Almighty. Jesus said, no one can come to me except he who the Father has drawn to me. That thing that pulls you towards the direction of God is grace. Grace is wonderful. A graceless life will end up in disgrace. I say that again. A graceless life we shall end up in disgrace. Don't be surprised that things are not working well for you or with you. Don't be surprised that all you see is shameful, disgraceful results in your life. You know why? Because the grace of God has not been allowed to come into your life. Allow the grace of God. And Jesus is the owner of that grace. John chapter 1 verse 17. John chapter 1 verse 17. For the law was given by Moses. God gave Moses the law. John 1 17. But grace and truth came in by Jesus Christ. So if you are believing God for his grace, the only source wherein you can come in contact with the grace of God is by Christ Jesus. Moses from the top of the mountain brought the law to children of Israel. But grace came by Jesus Christ. So when you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, grace will start working for you. I pray that this morning you open your hearts and encourage your family members to open their hearts and accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Grace will start flowing and good things will start coming into your life. I pray that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. But meanwhile, I told you, we are looking at this message as per growing in grace. You are now born again. You have some level of God's grace upon your life. The day you gave your life to Christ, if you want your Christian faith to remain fresh, then you must make sure you grow steadily in the grace of God. What does it take to grow steadily in the grace of God? That's the message we are talking about today. The challenge for the believers in Christ to grow in grace. My main test is Ephesians chapter number 4. 
Ephesians chapter number 4, I shall read from verse 20 downwards. Beautiful. But you have not so learned of Christ. Apostle Paul said, Ephesians 4, 20, not 21. If so be that you have learned from him and have been taught by him, Christ Jesus, as it is in truth, that you put off consigning the former conversation, your former lifestyle, the old man that is in you, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful laws, and be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. Ephesians 2.23 We are looking at the possibility of growing in grace. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23. Ephesians 4.23 And be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one body, the body of Christ. Be angry and sin not. Don't let your anger push you to sin. Let no sun go down and you are still angry in your wrath. Don't remain in your wrath as the sun is going down. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hand, the thing which are good, that he may be able to have to give to him that is in need. Praise God. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good, to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, wherein you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. What a wonderful revelation. Hallelujah. I told you we are talking on the challenge for the Christian man, Christian woman, a believer in Christ that has been saved by grace. The challenge before you now is to grow in grace. It's not enough to go to church. It's good to go to church. It's not enough to go to Bible study. It's good to go to Bible study. It's not enough to attend revival service. All of these things, they are geared towards growth of your spiritual life. The growth of your spiritual life is what we refer to as growth in grace or growing in grace. If you give birth to a child, you expect that child to grow. The child will grow, learning how to crawl, learn, having learned how to sit down. He or she will begin to learn how to walk. On and on. It's the growth of the child that brings joy unspeakable to the heart of the parents. The same way when you and I we are born into the kingdom of God, God does not want us to remain babies. No. That's why in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 2, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 2, the word of God said, As newborn babes desire the sincere me, which is the word of God, that ye may grow thereby. The will of God is that having become a child of God, you've given your life to Jesus, beautiful. You shouldn't remain a baby. On the contrary, you should grow. You should grow into adulthood. How do you grow? That's what we are looking at today. Growing in the grace of God. Growing in the beauty of the life of grace. For you to appreciate the need for you to grow in grace, let me take you to the other side of the coin. You and I know that today our world is growing in evil. The world of sinners, they are multiplying evil. Our world is growing in evil. Hear this from me. Few days ago, my phone rang and somebody said, are you... Uh, Mr. Giweze Felix Benoba. I say yes. He said, did you send anybody to the bank to withdraw money for you? I said no. He said, did you use your ATM card? You know, any of the POS? I said, once in a while. Oh, he said, there's somebody in our bank that want to withdraw your money. 
Should we stop the person? I said, stop the person because I didn't send anybody. He said, that's all right. Do you have your ATM card? I said, yes. It's okay. Tell us the number in your ATM card. The one at the front, the one at the back. So that we can use that number to help you to block your bank account. I knew they were thieves. I knew they were criminals. And I told the young man, I said, are you in your right senses? Is it what God wants you to do? He became angry and off the phone. What am I saying? Do you know a lot of people have been duped by that way? Somebody will just call you. You better use this to hear now and learn wisdom for yourself. Some may even go as far as sending you bank statements. I wonder if there are some people in the bank that are aiding this evil. You'll be so convinced that, oh, they want to help you. Unknown to you, you give them information that is private to you and they'll do away with your money. What am I saying? The world is increasing in evil. The world around us, they are growing in evil. They are growing in wickedness. You can see all that the people are doing all around us. Both the youth and the elderly. Very sad. Immorality is growing. Prostitution is growing. Kidnapping is growing. Killing is growing. Occultism everywhere. Recklessness everywhere. Economy is turning upside down. It looks as if we don't... Uh, you begin to wonder, do we even have government in this world anymore? Everybody is just on his own. The world is growing in evil. All the same, if you are born again, you should know you are not part of this world. We are not part of this world. Though we live in this world, Jesus said, but we are not of this world. We are of God. And he that is born of God will overcome this world. And the moment you are born again, just as I told you, that the world is growing in evil, you that is born again, you should grow in grace. You should grow in good things. You should grow in a life that is beautiful, worthy of living. I told you why I started. Don't be satisfied that you are just born again. Don't be satisfied that you just go to church. For your Christian faith to remain fresh, desire to grow. I read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 to you. Apostle Peter said we should grow in grace. And we should grow in grace by desiring the word of God like a baby desire make. And by the time you begin to grow in the word of God, your mind is changed from glory to glory. Your life is changed from glory to glory. There is a way Apostle Paul tried to help us by the Holy Ghost educating us in the word of God. That's my first test and I want us to go back. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's look at it. Ephesians chapter 4. Let me just take you from 20 to 25. Let's discuss it under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Wonderful. Ephesians 4.20 But you have not so learned of Christ. There are some characters some people are going about with. They say they are born again. They say they are in the church. Apostle Paul said this character, we didn't learn it from Jesus Christ. If you are born again and you are in grace, it's expected that grace will teach you to deny ungodliness and worldly laws. I've just quoted to you and I want to read it. Because each time we speak here, we take you to the word of God. We are not speaking our mind. We are telling you the word of God. In Titus chapter 2, look at verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly laws, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. There are people that misinterpret grace as if grace is a license to sin. No. When you have received the grace of God, the grace of God starts teaching you what is right. We are not preaching uh, legalism or whatever you know. God's character is righteousness. I say that again. The character of God is righteousness. There are characters that are ascribed to God. And the moment you start becoming a child of God, it will be found in your life. When Jesus came into this world, he told his audience that he's the son of God. He told his audience that he came from heaven. And they didn't believe him. And Jesus said, the works I do, the life I live, and the works I do, they bear witness to the Father came from God. If you and I say we have anything to do with God, by Christ Jesus, 
If you and I claim that we have the grace of God upon our life, then the character of God should be obvious upon our life. What is not found in Christ should not be found in us. Once again, Ephesians 4. I'm going back again to verse 20. But you have not so learned of Christ. 21. If so be that you have learned from Christ and you have been taught by Christ as it's the truth is in Christ. 22 of Ephesians chapter 4. That you put off concerning the former lifestyle. Your former conversation. The old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful laws. Did you see that? Before we came into Christ, we had a very terrible mind. We came in from a cultic background. We came in from a life of sin. We came in from a life of tradition of witchcraft and idol worshipping. We came in from an occultic background. Have you not come to the church and you say you are born again? Apostle Paul said you can't continue the same old lifestyle. Look at it again. Ephesians 4.22 That you put off consigning the former conversation. The old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful laws. You can't afford to remain a member of secret society when you say you are a Christian. You can't continue to be a, a halotry lady, a prostitute, and you say you know Christ. You are deceiving yourself. You can't continue to be in the midst of idol worshippers. You can't continue to be comfortable to be in the midst of kidnappers and killers. You can't afford to be in the midst of drunks and you say you are a Christian. You don't understand what you are saying. If Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 is all I'm telling you today. It's enough to deliver you if you really want to be delivered. Ephesians 4.22 once again. If you say you have learned from Christ, Ephesians 4.22, that you put off. That's your responsibility. That's what grace will empower you to do. Heaven won't do it for you. That you put off concerning your former lifestyle. The old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful laws. You put it off. Everything that is negative, ungodly, every character, every habit that cannot be traceable to Christ, you throw it away if you find it in your life. And when you do that, verse 23 says, and be renewed. Oh, beautiful. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Give yourself to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. If you say you are born again, you have received Christ. You are now in Christ. You are now in light. Everything that has to do with darkness should leave you. First John chapter number 1. 1 John chapter number 1. Look at verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. God is righteous. That's his character. In him, in God, is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with God, if we say we know Christ and we have the grace of God, we are not born again, and yet we walk in darkness, we lie. Many people are lying today in the church. Many pastors are not born again. They lie at the pulpit. They are not pastors. Look at their life. Many pastors' wives are not born again. I say this not as a critical person, as a genuine Christian to you. If we say we have fellowship with God, 1 John chapter 1 and 9 verses, Apostle Paul said the same thing. Peter said the same thing. John the beloved is saying the same thing. All the apostles of old, they are bearing the same weakness that if you have the grace of God, the character of Christ must be found in you. I'm reading 1 John chapter 1, now in verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with Christ and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he Christ is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Then and only then, with the blood of Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praise God. So the challenge is this. Put off your old man and put on your new man. Remove the character you brought from your mother's womb. In sin was I conceived, David said. In Psalm 51, look at verse 5. David said, Behold, 
I was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Did you see that? All the dirty things we came into this world with, through our parents, our family lineage, all the things that came into us this world via our blood, all the sin, all the occultism, all the witchcraft. Your family is known for witchcraft. Your family is known for prostitution. The women there don't marry. They don't stay in husband's house. Your family is known for killing and fighting. Your family is known for stealing. Yeah, now you are born again. Grace will make you different in that family. That's the reason God saved you in that family. So when the members of your family, when they look at you, they will say, wow, this person is a different person. Once grace meets you, it doesn't leave you in disgrace. He beautifies your life. I told you, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, if actually you have been reconciled with Christ by giving your life to him, definitely all things will go away. All things will pass away and all everything in your life will become new. The old character of Satan we are pushed well with. We go. The old character we learn from our parents. That's why I pity some of us that said, this idol, my father has been worshipping it. That's why you should leave it. That idol destroy your father, destroy your family members, tying everybody that no progress. You can't continue with that idol. Oh, this is the secret society I met my parents. You are just tying yourself in one place. Can I tell you? Israel as a nation, all of them, they were in one spot for 40 years. God forbid. I refuse to live a life that doesn't make progress. Not until you give your life to Jesus, your life will never make true progress. Don't begin to say, this is my father's church. And this is our traditional church. This is our traditional way of living. This is the idol I inherited from my father. No, 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 no. The grace of God can make all things new. Allow Jesus Christ into your life. And if you claim Christ has come into your life, allow the grace of God to work in your life. And what will you do? You put off the old man. Surrender the old man. Your old nature. Your deceitful nature. Your stealing nature. Your quarreling nature. Occultism nature. Throw it away. You see, while we pray, let me tell you. If you look at African church or churches, why is it that witchcraft finds its way to our church? I say our church now. African churches, especially in Africa. We've been given to idol worship, playing of oracle, you know, all this vision and witchcrafting and doing of juju, planting one juju here, planting one juju there. Because we're already used to it. When people still come to church, they like churches that have such inclination. They want to come to church where the pastor will give you one sand as a point of contact, give you one thing to put at the doorpost of your house. So what's the difference between you and your present you now that is in the church and your former you that was in the world? No different. Because we are already used to witchcraft. We are looking for vision. We are looking for miracle. No patience. Christianity is patience. If you don't have faith and patience, you can't follow God. So we bring all these things we learn from the world. We bring them all the sugusugu, all the manu water, all the, we call it prayer. We call it fasting. We call it manifestation of God's power. It's not true. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Grace will save your life. Grace will make you remove your hand from every dirty life. And grace will make you invite the character of Christ into your life. That's why I told you, it's believers challenge to grow in grace. If you want your life to be beautiful, if you want to enjoy Christian faith, if you want your Christian life to be fresh daily, you must learn to allow grace to lead you from one step of life to the other. Let me show you the beauty of growing in grace. Second Peter chapter 1, 5-8. to eight, Before we think of praying, the beauty of growing in grace. Second Peter chapter 1, 5-8. to eight. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. If you say you are born again, you now have faith in Christ. Holy Spirit say, add to your faith virtue, good character. If you are born again, your life will immediately be followed up by good character. People should see the character of Christ in you, no more the character of Satan. Some persons will tell you, don't remind me of my past. That is my past. 
You can't say that is your past when you are still living like that. How can you say I shouldn't remind you your past when you are still with the character of your past? You are the one that is still keeping your past. God is calling you to throw your past away. Yes. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 5. Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. I told you that is good character. To virtue, knowledge. Grow in the knowledge of God's word. There are many people today, they don't know the word of God and they are satisfied. Many of us no longer carry Bible to church. We prefer handset. Handset you open and you'll be seeing messages from YouTube, messages from Facebook you did not ask for. Distracting your mind. You want to use handset to replace Bible. That is the last day spirit. Christian laziness. Very sad. Pick your Bible. Be bold. Be happy you are carrying the Bible. Many people use their life to make sure that the Bible is projected. May I remind you, we are told that the man that translated Bible from Latin to English was burnt to death by one of these orthodox churches in those days. Just for translating Bible from Latin to English. And you have the privilege to have Bible, you are commonizing it. So many people have lost their life because of Bible. There are nations, if you carry Bible, the government of those nations will execute you. Thank God we have opportunity to carry Bible, but you don't carry Bible. You don't even read it. It's a privilege. This is the greatest treasure you have. This is the greatest treasure I have. The word of God. So, if you have become a Christian, you add to your faith good character. You add to your good character Bible knowledge. Grow in the knowledge of God. Add to knowledge temperance. Be controlled. Have self-control. Temperance, patient. I told you, patient, godliness. If I have time, I will have spoken more on patient. Today, we are no more patient. For goodness sake, when a woman becomes pregnant, you, may, you are not going to deliver until nine months. There are prayers we are praying. It will take time for God to answer. Like we are all crying in this nation. Oh God, intervene in Nigeria. Intervene in this nation. God have heart. God is taking time to intervene. God wants a kind of intervention that will not bring bloodshed in our nation. All we need to do is to be patient. One day, people that say Nigeria will not see road, they themselves will become blind. And then we can go free. Patient is awesome. Oh, is it that God is not answering the prayer we are praying in this nation? God is answering. All that God is demanding for you and I is patient. With patient, God will solve our problem without creating any other problem. With patient, I can tell you Nigeria is going to be better. How? Just relax. A day will come and it shall be said that the herald that is looking for the little child to destroy himself is dead so the little child can go back and live joyfully. A day will come the people holding this country to ransom. Oh, we shall look for them and not find them again. May I say that to you if you are born again? It's a prophecy. People that say life will be miserable for you, they are troubling us. They trouble us with charm. They trouble us with court cases. They trouble us with family trouble. And they say they will not allow us to live a happy life. Brothers and sisters, relax. You may have fasted and prayed. Just relax. God will handle them. A day will come. The word of God says you will look for them and not find them. I say amen to that prophecy in Jesus' name. Amen. So for us to win, patience is needed. We need patience. We need temperance. So, if you are growing in grace, you will know you need patience in your life. You need good virtue in your life. You need godliness in your life. You need brotherly kindness in your life. You need love, charity in your life. I want to pray with 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. Beautiful. But he that lacketh this thing is blind. Did you see that? And cannot see afar off. And has forgotten that he was once purged from his old sin. If you are not growing in grace, a day will come you become blind. You will go back to sin again. If your spiritual life is not making progress, you are not making progress in making sure that you are becoming like Jesus from day to day. A day will come, even the little faith you have, you lose it. That's what 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 9 said. You one day become blind and you go back again to the life of your sin. God forbid. What makes sure that your Christianity remains steady? You are not backsliding. You are not fainting. 
You are not giving up. Is that you are growing in grace. I pray you understand what I've just said. If you have not able to get this message all at once, call us. We'll tell you how you can get these messages on air. You can also go to our uh, online YouTube, Instagram, and then see how you can get this message. Listen to it. Read the verses of scripture we have quoted to you. Study them. You can grow in grace. You can maintain your Christian faith. You can remain fresh serving God. With patience, you have testimony. You have victory all the way. May the Lord grant you understanding and let the power behind this message and the world bless you mightily in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for you. Everlasting Father, we thank you for the call you've given us to come over to the life of grace. I want to firstly pray as many that have not welcomed your grace in their life, they are not born again, they have not welcomed Jesus into their life, the author and the giver of grace, touch them by the same grace of yours. That they receive Jesus this morning and let grace begin to work in their life in Jesus' name. Amen. And as many of us that are born again and you look as if we are becoming dormant, our faith is coming down. Oh Lord, I pray. Help my listener now know that there is need for he or she to desire to grow in grace. Help them to put off the old man and go after the character of Jesus Christ. Continue to help us to press on in our Christian way. I pray that abundant grace will be released and somebody out there will begin to grow. You will enjoy the freshness of Christianity. You won't go back. You won't backslide. Whatever is trying to bring you down, the Lord grant you victory over that thing. May your faith by God's grace come alive and may your Christian life become robust. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for you. Give me a resounding amen out there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Of course, this is your pastor on radio. Apostle Igiweze, Felix Benoba, a senior pastor, Blessed Assurance Gospel Church. What do I? You heard me right. 7.30, I will be preaching on our first service. Kilometer 12, a community called Oholo, just before Ame Barak. If you are living in Bogede, Oholo, Ame Barak, back of Oba River, Jiaru area, fellowship at number one, Oholo Community Church Road, Blessed Assurance Gospel Church. 7.30, our service have commenced. Your life will never remain the same again. Of course, our popular junction, Jesus Hill, otherwise known as Asuro Hill, 2.30 at Kenwa Road. Worship with us, 9 o'clock this morning, and your life will never remain the same again. Send no sponsorship. Let's partner with God. We say, Pastor, things are hard. That's the better time to give. Give at hard period, and you have glorious benefits. That's the way God works. I know you know what I'm saying. Our telephone number is 80 5441 or 80 Until I meet you in church, any of our two services, remain blessed. Amen.